This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Buckle up your seatbelt for a ride on Air Scorpio. Next stop, New Blood on the Block. to the arcade. You guys need to be in school trying to get an education. Tell you what, I'll take you guys to school. Are we going to ride in the limousine? Nuh-uh. We're going to walk? Uh-uh. Let me tell you what we're going to do. We're going to step. Music of the Mat on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to Music of the Mat, the podcast devoted exclusively to the music of pro wrestling. It's all part of the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. I'm your host, Andrew Rich. This is episode 107, and it's about the themes of Two Cold Scorpio, sponsored by Manscaped. And today I'm joined once again by a contributor for Voices of Wrestling. It's Jojo Remy. Hello, Jojo. Hi, Andrew. Long time no talk. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm uh, here in Tokyo on my Sunday afternoon talking to you in the middle of your night, <laughs> Sunday night, as usual. And uh, I'm excited to talk about Too Cold, Too Cold Scorpio. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is kind of a change of pace for us because... The first time you were on the show, we did various All Japan themes. The second time, we did various Noah themes. But this is the first time that we're focusing on just one guy, as opposed to a promotion, which I like. So, yeah, I'm glad you're back on here, for sure. Um, last time you were on was back in October, uh, back when uh, your precious Marlings uh, were in the playoffs. And um, that, that didn't turn out too well, I'd say, JoJo, I'm afraid. But, uh, look, it's a whole new season now. And they have a chance to win the big one this time. So, you know, fingers crossed. I mean, it's all relative, right? If you go from the, the laughing stock of the, the major leagues to winning a playoff series, I would call the season a huge success. And we're at 500 now. So I like talking to you during baseball season. I feel like you're my good luck charm. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I do what I can. I, I do what I can. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but anyway, uh, how's your 2021 been so far, Jojo? Yeah, you know, we just had uh, cherry blossoms here in Tokyo, so that was that was good. It was a little bit uh, more lively than last year. You know, people are used to the social distancing now. So, uh, social distancing now, whereas last uh, spring it was all new. Um, but twenty twenty one has been treating me pretty well. I haven't been to any of the clap shows. I haven't been to a wrestling show since January twenty twenty. But, you know, things are going well. I'm very excited for baseball season, as I, as I always am. And, um, you know, I'm hoping that, uh, you know, wrestling continues to, to get back to normal as the rest of the world does. Yeah, it's, it's been a long process, that's for sure. Um, and I know that Japan, the vaccine rollout there has been especially slow compared to other places, um, which is annoying. But, look, it's going to take as long as it has to. And it sucks, but that's just the way it goes, JoJo. That's right. You know, people are very accustomed to it here. Mask wearing is very prevalent. So even though the vaccine, you know, just started with elderly people earlier this week, 
um, you know, people have adapted pretty well and our cases are relatively low compared to the rest of the world. So, you know, we're doing the best we can. That's true. That's true. Well, uh, today, Jojo, we are here to discuss the themes of Two Cold Scorpio, a man who made a name for himself in the early 90s as one of the preeminent high flyers of his day. And over the years, he's been in WWF, WCW, ECW, New Japan, All Japan, NOAA, Mexico, all over the world, really. And the guy is still wrestling today. Um, in fact, the reason I chose to do this episode now is because WrestleMania weekend was last week and Two Cold Scorpio was on a few shows. And I figured, you know what? The guy's a legend. He's got some great theme songs. Let's do an episode. And it's funny, when I put out the call in the VOW Slack chat, if anyone wanted to do it with me, Jojo, you were the one to volunteer, which did make me wonder, you know, uh, are you a big Two Cold Scorpio fan? Uh, what's your history with the guy? So, yeah, I mean, for me, Scorpio is all about nostalgia. Um, I started watching wrestling when I was around nine-ish years old. Uh, mid-90s, and, you know, I don't know if it was the first wrestler I ever saw, uh, if Scorpio was the first wrestler I ever saw, but he was one of the first wrestlers I ever saw, for sure, t uh, teaming with Marcus Alexander Bagwell, probably on, like, Saturday night or something like that. Um, so, yeah, for me, uh, Scorpio has been uh, one of my favorites since then, because he was so um, so different compared to everybody. You know, high-flying wasn't really prevalent, at least not on, like, WWTV at the time. Um, and, you know, as I became more and more of a fan, I, I, I learned more about his, about his history, his history in Japan. Then he ended up coming back to Japan when I was already following Japanese wrestling. So for me, yeah, uh, I'm not familiar with his most recent matches that you mentioned, but uh, for me, Scorpio is, is definitely um, a longtime favorite. Yeah, with me, I missed out on seeing Scorpio in his prime. I had to go back and watch that stuff later on. And it was pretty cool to see, of course. Um, the thing about Scorpio, though, is, especially nowadays, you gotta watch his stuff and think about it in the context of the time period. Because his main moves are, you know, the Scorpio Splash, the 450, the Tumbleweed, dropping the Bomb, the Moonsault. And to 2021 eyes, honestly, that stuff isn't that impressive anymore because over the past couple of decades, the game has been raised so much in terms of high flying moves and acrobatics. But you go back to 92, 93 and you're Joe Schmo, um, or in your case, Jojo Schmo, uh, watching WCW. And here comes this guy, Two Cold Scorpio doing 450 splashes and moonsault leg drops. And yeah, you'll be amazed. And people were amazed because no one else on, you know, mainstream American wrestling TV was doing that kind of stuff, really. Um, and yeah, later on, as the years go by, here comes Rey Mysterio. Here comes Juventud Guerrera and Amazing Red and Dragon Kid and Pac and Ricochet and Will Ospreay and Ray Phoenix. All the later generations that won up the game. But to a lot of people, Two Cold Scorpio was their entry point into high-flying wrestling, Jojo. For sure, for sure. And, you know... Um... Going back even, you know, after seeing him in WCW, going back and watching his ECW stuff after the fact, um, you know, that stood out even more, being a little bit earlier, but just his matches with like Eddie and Dimalenko, uh, some of the greatest stuff, you know, I had ever seen when I saw it at the time in the early 2000s. So, um, yeah, he's a, a pretty big guy, too. So, you know, the the aerial stuff is impressive, but even more impressive when you consider that he's not. You know, as small as somebody like, you know, Rey Mysterio or Amazing Red. Yeah, he definitely is on the larger side of high flyers, that's for sure. Um, not huge, huge, but not Rey Mysterio either, like you said. Um, the thing about him, too, is that we call him a legend, and he is a legend, but unfortunately, he was never really able to get above a certain level on the card. Like, he was TV champ in ECW a bunch of times, which was a big deal in that company at the time, but... He was never a singles champion in WWF or WCW. He never rose above the mid-card there, despite his talents. And, you know, he's been open in the past about his drug abuse being a problem for his career. And I, I wouldn't be shocked either if his race played a part as well. You know, race has been an issue in wrestling forever. But he's just one of those guys who is so important in helping lay the foundation for future generations of not just wrestlers, and not just black wrestlers, but 
specifically like black cruiserweight wrestlers, you know, guys like Ricochet, Rich Swan, AR Fox, ACH, uh, Cedric Alexander, Shane Strickland, Human Tornado, Chris Bay, Desmond Xavier, the list goes on and on, but he never really got his due in terms of accolades. I mean, he gets credit up the wazoo from, you know, fans and wrestlers alike, but again, outside of that ECW run, like on the bigger stages, Scorpio was never cruiserweight champion. He was never IC champion. He was Flash Funk, dancing on the mid-card. He was in the job squad. He was a good hand in Noah. And now he pops up on the indies here and there. Um, that's just the way his career worked out for him. And that's true for a lot of guys, I think, who have the talent, have the praise, have the influence. But unfortunately, that doesn't always translate to success, JoJo. Yeah, I mean, there's got to be some underlying reason why he was in the job squad, right? Why, you know, WWF saw him as not a main guy. Um, but it, it wasn't for lack of uh, physical skill, for sure. Right, right. Um, also, we'd be remiss not to bring this up as well. Uh, Two Cold Scorpio, notorious for having a rather large penis. Um, I remember reading Have a Nice Day by Mick Foley. And he mentions Scorpio being a, quote, genitalactic freak of nature, which, you know, we bring up his wrestling ability, his level of influence, but I think it's only fair we bring up his other claim to fame, Jojo. It's only fair. Sounds fair. I mean, don't have much to add, but yeah, that sounds fair. If I'm being honest, I only bring it up so I can have a tremendous segue into reminding people that support for Music of the Mat is brought to you by Manscaped who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. And today, we have an exclusive offer for my listeners. 20% off plus free shipping with the code MOTM at manscaped.com. That's the podcast initials. M-O-T-M. It's that simple. And uh, Manscaped, they hooked me up with a bunch of tools and formulations from their Perfect Package 3.0 kit, including the best ball hair trimmer ever, the Lawnmower 3.0. Their third-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. In addition, it comes with an LED light for a more precise shave and is waterproof to make your shower shave clean and easy. Uh, Jojo, I tried out the Lawnmower 3.0 a few weeks ago, and it, it was flawless. I mean, my balls are now as smooth as the Scorpio Splash. It's amazing. <laughs> I'm glad to hear it, Andrew. Uh, you know, maybe sometime in the future, they'll be able to ship to Japan, and I'll be able to give it a go for myself. Mm, and the Lawnmower 3.0 comes inside their brand new Perfect Package 3.0, which comes with everything you need to keep trimmed, cut-free, and smelling nice down there. That includes the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer, as well as the Crop Reviver, which combined keep your balls from sweating, smelling, and sticking. It's lovely. Manscaped also threw in two free gifts into their perfect package, a pair of high-performance Manscaped boxer briefs that'll keep your junk feeling fresh all day, and a travel shed bag to store all of your grooming goodies. So if you want to deforest the Amazon in your pants, just go to manscaped.com and remember, get 20% off and free shipping with the code MOTM at manscaped.com. One more time, that's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code MOTM. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. All right, Jojo, let's get to these themes here. And um, as we've done in past episodes, we're not going to cover every single Two Cold Scorpio theme, just the main ones, the ones that people know the most and aren't that obscure and at least have some footage available too. Um, and we'll start off actually in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, Scorpio began wrestling in 85 in America, obviously. Um, but a few years later, thanks to his friend Big Van Vader, uh, Scorpio got to go over to New Japan to train and wrestle where he was known as Flying Scorpio, and uh, he was also in a few Top of the Super Juniors tournaments as well. His theme in New Japan is by Tone Loke, off of the album Loke Dr. Dark. This is Wild Thing. Let's do it. 
Chiefs on the weekend comes, I go get live with the honey. Rolling down the street, I saw this girl when she was pumping. I wake my eyes, she got into the ride, went to a club with jumping. Introduced myself as low, she said, you're a liar. I said, I got it going on, baby doll, and I'm on fire. Took her to the hotel. She said, you're the king, so be my queen, if you know what I mean. And let's do the wild thing. So this is a great song to begin with. Um, A, because it's an iconic song, of course. And B, it really sets the tone for most of Scorpio's themes. It's got a good groove, good energy to it. It's fun to listen to and is also part of the culture of black music. Because most of the songs today are rap songs or funk or R&B. You know, Scorpio is not a uh, prog rock kind of guy or Swedish doom metal or whatever. No, he predominantly comes out to black music, which I think is a noteworthy facet of his career and his persona. Um, but yeah, this is a great song to kick us off here, Jojo. Yeah, for me, this is like super nostalgic, right? Like I just think back to growing up in the 90s. Um, you know, obviously now... A lot of people know that, you know, my main musical tastes are like, you know, British guitar music, but that wasn't always the case. So listening back to these themes, uh, you know, got me super nostalgic for, for this type of music. And uh, yeah, this this song is awesome. I mean, it, it kind of gets his like personality coming through a little bit. I kind of think of, uh, you know, the narrator or tone, tone look in the song as Scorpio, um, which is cool. Um, yeah, it's got a really cool beat some of the samples i can't really place where they're from but they seem there's like a guitar riff that that seems pretty uh familiar to me in one of the samples um but yeah i and you talked a little bit about him in new japan so this is like one of the things going back i had a commercial tape of i think it was the 93 uh top of the super juniors at the time and yeah that was, you know, my main uh, experience with him in New Japan. And I th- I don't think the theme came through on the tape. But, yeah, this is definitely a good way to get it started. Yeah, it definitely stresses the fun, good time vibes. That's for sure. Because the song is about picking up a girl and having sex. That's it. You know, there's nothing about strength or violence or typical pro wrestling stuff. It's about doing the wild thing. And the song that it samples is Jamie's Crying by Van Halen. There which, it is, there it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is also about sex. So, Ikari no Jushin Liger, this is not. Um, which I think makes a guy like Scorpio stand out in New Japan even more than he already would, Jojo. For sure. I mean, and there was a, uh, you know, on that tour when he was in Best of Top of Super Juniors, you know, you had guys like Dean Malenko, Lightning Kid, uh, Black Tiger 2, uh, Pegasus Kid, you know, not using uh, rap music for sure. Um, so he would have stood out, you know, musically as well. Yeah, there's a fan cam on YouTube of a match from, I believe, the 92 Super Juniors. Uh, it's Scorpio versus Fit Finley, who also is not a rap guy. And, and Scorpio, you know, he plays into the music 100% with his entrance. He doesn't come out all stern and gruff. No, he comes out and dances to the music. Because that's who he is. This is his personality. He's too cold Scorpio. He's a cool dude who dances and wears big bright colors and acts cool and does cool shit. That's just, that's who he is, Jojo. For sure. And, you know, like you said, it set the tone for kind of the vibe of his career themes, right? Um, he, he did venture into funk a little bit, but rap is definitely, you know, one of the mainstays for sure. Yeah. Um, now, according to my research, apparently before he used Wild Thing in New Japan, he came out to a song called Barter Town by the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra from the movie Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. And if that's true, that's a very odd choice, I think, for any wrestler to come out to, uh, let alone to quote Scorpio there, Jojo. That's interesting. Is like, what kind of what kind of music is it? It's just your typical 80s orchestral score, pretty much. Um, there is like a saxophone part in there too, but um, it's not what I would call like a typical wrestling theme. For sure. Well, I'm glad he changed. Yes. <laughs> so uh, in November of 92, Scorpio makes his first big splash, no pun intended, in America with WCW. 
He joins the promotion at Clash of the Champions 21 as Ron Simmons' mystery partner. His first WCW theme is by William Allen Buchheim from the Aircraft Music Library. This is The Lumpty Dance. So I've come across many egregious song title ripoffs before, Jojo, but this might take the cake because there's The Humpty Dance by Digital Underground, which was a big rap song back in the day, but this is The Lumpty Dance, and fittingly, it's not what I would call a first-rate song, Jojo. Yeah, to me, you know, listening back to this earlier, do you remember the game, or are you familiar with the game Toe Jam and Earl? I've never played it, but I've heard of it. Okay, well, it was a, a weird, probably Sega Genesis game that I had at, at some point around this time period, and it, it sounds like it's straight off the, the, the soundtrack for that. Very, very generic, and, uh, you know, you know, the beat is still a good beat for sure, but, uh, yeah, not much to it. Yeah, I get that it's trying to go for like a street hip-hop vibe with the bass and drum track and the horns and all that, but it's so sparse to me and so half-hearted that it just it comes across as cheap and bad, especially compared to Wild Thing. I mean, to go from Wild Thing to this is a big gulf in quality, JoJo. For sure. I mean, it shows, you know, the difference between going and using a, a mainstream hit to, you know, something off a, a stock music library, basically. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but that's WCW for you. I mean, we've seen it countless times before on the show with these library tracks. They didn't always make the best choices, that's for sure. Um, but at least this one was only used for a brief period of time. Yeah, this was probably the first theme I saw him come out to. Didn't make a big impression on me as a, as a song. Uh, you know, he definitely... Uh, made the bigger impression, but I would assume this is what he was using the first time I saw him, you know, contemporarily. Mm-hmm. So in January of 93, Scorpio got a new theme, and he would have this one for the rest of his WCW run, which includes his tag team with the aforementioned Marcus Alexander Bagwell. This is by Michael Seitz and Darwin Connert. It's just called Too Cold Scorpio. This is a goddamn Too Cold Scorpio theme. First of all, it's about Too Cold Scorpio. Second, it's an actual song with verses and choruses and melodies and isn't just, you know, disparate noises and beats like the last song was. And 
my goodness, the vocals on this song, especially the female vocals. Yeah, I mean, as crazy. soon as that woman comes in with everybody, here comes to Coach Scorpio, and she's just going full bore with it. Oh, it, it's it's tremendous. Um, the problem is we don't know who that woman is. I can't find any credits for her online. But regardless, she hits a home run in this song here, JoJo. Yeah, her voice is definitely the standout of that track for sure. Um, you know, I was listening, listening, and then all of a sudden, voice comes in, and I'm like, okay, this, this, she's going for it, right? But the performance throughout is amazing. Uh, the rap, I feel like, doesn't really hold up its end of the park. <laughs> Yeah, uh, at times, to me, the song kind of gives off, like, Frank Zappa vibes, especially in the chorus where it goes, Too cold, Scorpio, mm. too cold, Scorpio. Like, it, it does kind of have his voice in a way. Yeah. Um, and there's the rock elements in there, too, with the guitar solo. It's not him, obviously, but I do get that vibe. Um, as far as the rap goes, uh, to me, the issue is, because the song was never officially released... The quality we have isn't that great, and there are no lyrics online either, and the guy doing the rapping is going very fast, so it's hard to pick up at times what he's saying. So it's like, he's got a grizzled baby butt? What's he saying? <laughs> huh? what? He's only a funkified Joe? What? But you do still get enough, like, he'll attack you from the air, dropkick flying punch is in his repertoire, no doubt about it, gonna be a superstar. A moonsault in the ring or one on the floor does so many things, too many to list, but you better beware of the discs that don't miss. So, all in all, you do get your many referential lyrics. You got the funky female soul singer, the energy, the bass, the rock guitar. The quality, not that good, I know, but regardless, it's still a pretty great Too Cold theme, Jojo. Yeah, then that makes the, the quality of the, the, the female singer's vocals stand out even more, right? Because if the production's not good and still we're like, you know in awe of how good those vocals are, it, it really says that they're pretty fucking good. Right, right. The funny thing is, though, is that when he got the team with Bagwell, they came out to this song. And, you know, it's fine for Scorpio to have this song because it's his song. But, you know, seeing Bagwell come out to it and, and dance a little bit to it as well, try to be cool, it, it's never not funny to see him and this music paired together there, JoJo, so... Yeah, did Bagwell go for go to Stars and Stripes after this? Yeah, right. Stars and Stripes, and then American Males. Uh, so I believe so. Had, yes, yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, so I have a soft spot for that. You know, that era of Bagwell for sure. I, I think all those tag teams are fun and entertaining. Um, but yeah, it's definitely Scorpio's theme. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, now I mentioned earlier that the reason the quality isn't so great is because. It was never officially released. And the thing about that is Michael Seitz uh, is better known as Michael P.S. Hayes. And him and Connard co-wrote a bunch of the songs on the album WCW Slam Jam, which had Man Called Sting, Simply Ravishing, Don't Step to Ron, The Natural, all those songs. And that album came out in late 92, I believe, which is when Scorpio came into the company. So I imagine that Hayes and Connard wrote the song, and if the album had come out just a little bit later on than it did in, like, 93, this would have been on it for sure. But I guess it was too late and, and just never got an actual release, Jojo. Yeah, it's, you know, a deep cut from WCW theme lore then, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, one more thing before we move on here. Uh, they actually made a promo video for this song, and the video is great. It's on YouTube. It starts off with these kids playing basketball on a playground, and then a limo pulls up. The music starts, everybody, here comes Too Cold Scorpio. And indeed, here comes Too Cold Scorpio. And he dunks the basketball, and uh, he asks the kids, you know, why aren't you in school? And the kids are like, we're not going to school, we're going to the arcade. And Scorpio is like, well, you can't do that, you gotta go to school, I'll take you there. And the kids are like, we get to go in your limo? And Scorpio goes, no way, we're going to step. And I swear to God, two cold Scorpio, background dancers, and these kids all start dancing their way to the school. And there's wrestling clips too. It's it, it's incredible, Jojo. You got to see it. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. It's, wow, I've never seen this before. This is pretty impressive. 
oh yeah, yeah, there's like cheap 90s graphics and, you know, background dancers and all that stuff. It's it's a lot of fun and just a real slice of life from that era. So it's great. Yeah, it's like so 90s with like the motion blur, like studio shots and stuff. And yeah, they're, you know, wrestling highlights too. So yeah, check it out on YouTube. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. So in April of 94, Scorpio is let go by WCW, uh, apparently because of his use of the Mary Jane, the ganja. Uh, And he goes from there to ECW, where he becomes a four-time ECW TV champion, also a former tag champion as well. His theme during his first ECW foray is by Tag Team. Very appropriate, I think. This is off of the album Whoop, There It Is. This is what else? Whoop, there it is. Party people! Get directed, let's begin. Party on, party people, let me hear some noise. DC's in the house, jump, jump, rejoices. There's a party over here, a party over there. Wave your hands in the air, shake the dairy, yeah. These three words mean you're getting busy. Whoop, there it is, hit me. don't think it should be understated just how big this song was and still is. I mean, this was a monster hit on the charts, always being used in movies and TV and sports. I mean, right now, there is a Geico commercial with Tag Team in it, rapping about ice cream, called Scoop, There It Is. And it's huge. I mean, this song is a phenomenon, and it crossed over into wrestling, because Rich and Joe have mentioned this before on their programming, but... In the mid-90s, in WWF and WCW, you had crowds of predominantly white people chanting, Whoop, there it is, during matches. It became the catchphrase of Men on a Mission as well, so it only made sense then that somebody actually used the song as a theme. And, uh, well, here we are, JoJo. (laughs) For sure. I have a personal story about this song. You know, it it came out in in the middle of my childhood, really. And, uh... So there's a, a youth fair. It's called the Youth Fair, Miami Youth Fair. Maybe called Dade County Youth Fair or Miami Dade County Youth Fair. I don't know, one of those things. But anyway, it's like a carnival, right? And they have, you ever seen those rides that are like basically just uh, a, 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 maybe like a disc basically. And you just stand in, you get like sucked to the wall. It's called like the gravity. Yes, rock. yes, I've done that before, yeah. Right. So my my aunt took me to the fair or whatever, and my cousin wanted to go on the Gravitron. I'm like, no way, not going. You can't get me to go on the thing. We're going to die. I'm not going in there. <laughs> and, you know, my aunt's like, ah, oh, just go. You know, it'll be okay. My cousin really wanted to go, so we went in. You know, I'm like holding onto the railing trying to walk into this thing. And uh, whatever, ride goes, we get off, and I walk out of the Gravitron dancing and singing this song as they're playing it over the PA <laughs> because, you know, the ride was okay, but any you know, more than anything else, this song, you know, reminded me that I was alive. <laughs> yeah. Um I think if there's any song that celebrates the triumph of life, uh it's Whoop There It Is, definitely. <laughs> yeah. So like my family still like they identify me with this song because of that experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, uh, well, Too Cold is certainly the right wrestler to use it as a theme. Because, you know, as, as we said, he's that kind of guy. He's, you know, a dancer. He's the energy, the high spots, the athleticism. He's perfect for the jock jams kind of song. Um, this is not like New Jack coming out to murder someone with Natural Born Killers. No, he's coming out to... To, to have a good time and, and bring that fun atmosphere. Yeah, more, you know, definitely family friendly and not that Natural Born Killers wasn't mainstream, but this was definitely more acceptable mainstream, I guess, at the time. 
Uh, and like you said, this was the song was everywhere. So yeah, this was uh, a good choice for him to use it. I would assume ECW, you know, he just decided to use it and, and they let him. Um, but yeah, good fit for sure. Yeah, yeah. The right environment too, because ECW was the place where you could use real music because it's ECW. That's what it was. And the actual song, it's funny, it's a lot harsher than people might realize. They swear, they drop the N-bomb. It's not a clean-cut, friendly song at all. It seems that way because, you know, people only really know, whoop, there it is. But the actual, like, verse lyrics go a lot harder. And ECW, that environment, was where Too Cold Scorpio was allowed to lean into more of his hardcore side, lean into more of his heel side, and be more adult and be more blue against people like Taz and Sabu and whatnot. So it wasn't just him using it was a great fit, but him using it in this environment as well. For sure. So Scorpio left ECW in late 96 to go to WWF, but in early 98, he made a brief return there. And I figured I'd lump his second ECW theme in with the first one, just to make it easier. This is by Cool and the Gang, off of the album Wild and Peaceful. This is Jungle Boogie. Get down! So at this point, we know the score, funky, energetic dance song. It works for Scorpio very well. Not much to it, very simple. Uh, just some great funk music overlaid with groovy vocals. Django boogie, boogie, Django boogie, get down, get down. Oh, feel the boogie, come on, feel the boogie. Like, that's about it. It's not that deep, but still, it's a great song regardless. And it brings such a, a great, fun mood as well, Jojo. For sure, like this came out in 1973. Uh, you know, the production is is top notch for that time period for sure. It has a very like cinematic feel to it, you know, with the wailing vocals in the beginning and then like the bass is, is super clear. Um, you know, I've listened to this song so many times, you know, back in my wrestling theme downloading days or whatever, you know, I can, I just have like ingrained into my mind like, the image of me pressing play on like the Winamp player to listen to this song, <laughs> um, because it was it was that time, you know. So, yeah, this song is awesome. I mean, for sure, it's this is funk. This is the first like real funk song we've talked about. Um, and to me, like funk is all about the bass, and the bass on this song is awesome. Um, but yeah, I like this one a lot. Yeah, yeah, it kind of reminds me of when. We talked last time about Muhammad Yone using Boogie Wonderland. Like, sure, uh, yes, yeah. it's very on the nose, but it works. It works so well, and it makes for a fun atmosphere. And I think the same is true for Scorpio in this song, because he uses it nowadays in GCW. And whenever the song hits, I can't help but smile and get pumped up, because here comes Two Gold Scorpio. It's going to be fun. So, yeah, this is a, just a great theme song. Yeah, he, so he only used this when he went back. To, to ECW after Job Squad? Uh, this was in that brief period of time where he was still in WWF, but uh, he went to ECW for like a few months in early 98, just okay. for a little bit. And when he came back to the WWF in like April or so, uh, he came back not as Flash Funk anymore, but rather as Too Cold Scorpio. Um, so that's what happened there. So, uh, Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, for some reason I associate this theme with him, but I guess it's just because I'm like on my own, you know, theme con collection, um, more so than tag team. But I guess, uh, yeah, I guess it's not the case. 
So, Two Gold Scorpio goes to the WWF in late 96, debuting at Survivor Series, and he's no longer Two Gold Scorpio. Now he is Flash Funk with the Funkettes. And uh, he has two versions of his theme that we'll play here. Uh, the first one he had for a few months. This is by Jim Johnston featuring Matey Miles off of WWE Anthology. This is the first version of Can't Get Enough. He's called Flash Funk, and he has a funk song. That's a no-brainer, I think. And it's keeping in line with his other songs. But where it differs is that it leans a lot heavier into the overt sexual overtones. Because Wild Thing and Jungle Boogie, they were about sex. But those songs, along with the WCW theme and Whoop, There It Is, they feel more like party songs. They're, they're faster. They have a rock edge to them. This one, the tempo is slower, the instrumentation and the vocals are very sultry, the lyrics as well. Um, even the title, Can't Get Enough, is a reference of sorts to the Barry White song, Can't Get Enough of Your Love, Babe. So it's leaning more into flash funk as a sex symbol than just being a cool dancing party man which his previous themes did. Um, and given that he came out with the sexy funkettes and looked kind of like a pimp, um, that lines up nicely, I think, there, JoJo. So, Yeah, you can tell it was written for the gimmick, right? Um, it's definitely in line with how he was portrayed. Um, to me, you know, this, although it's, you know, obviously, you know, just a theme written for a wrestler, to me, it reminds me of the Parliament song Handcuffs. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but it has a similar rhythm. Um, you know, while uh, Jungle Boogie to me is more about the bass, this one's more about the, the drums and the rhythm. Um, and this one gets pretty funky as well. Right, right. I mean, just look at the lyrics. Flash, you're bad, the way you love your ladies. Make them all feel fine. Flash, get back, there are other ladies waiting, and I'm standing first in line. Flash, it's time to bring your limo around. Flash, I'll show you how to boogie down. Flash, funk, come on, like... Compare that to the WCW theme, where they're talking about his moveset, his wrestling style. He'll be a superstar. Don't mess with him. Like, none of that stuff is in here. It's all about sex, done in like an overtly slow jammy sexy way. So, it's not a huge change from what he used to have, but it's still a pretty notable change, I think, JoJo. Yeah, proto-attitude era, for sure. Definitely, definitely. And uh, the second version he began using at the Royal Rumble in 97 and would have it for the rest of the Flash Funk character. This is off of WWF The Music Volume 2. It's the second version of Can't Get Enough. Oh, Flash, you are so Make them all feel like 
So for this one, they basically redid the song a little bit differently, redid the vocals, added some brass as well, um, made the song sound a bit fuller overall. Um, it's not a super big change, but it's still noticeable. And I don't mind the changes either. I'm just, I'm rather indifferent to it, I, th I think. Um, but besides that, I, I do want to bring this up as well. And maybe you noticed it too, Jojo. The bass line in the chorus, the part that goes... That sounds a lot like the riff from the DX theme. Mm, yeah, 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 for sure. Like a very similar late motif I found, Jojo. Yeah, I think the production sounds a little bit fuller on this one. Um, but I like the rhythm in the first one better, for sure. Like, miles better. Mm-hmm. And uh, the woman singing is Mady Miles, who is a veteran of many funky, soulful WWE themes over the years. Uh, she was on the Reverend Devon theme, The New Day, uh, DJ Gabriel and Alicia Fox, The Money in the Bank theme, Kung Fu Naki. So she's worked quite a bit with Jim Johnston over the years, and uh, for good reason, because she's a pretty good singer, Jojo. Yeah, she must have been around for a while, too, because this is, you know, several years older than those that you mentioned. Yeah, she was around for a while, yeah. Um, and, and why wouldn't she be? Because, you know, you have this woman who has an incredibly powerful and soulful voice. Of course, you're going to bring her back over and over again over the years. It's a, it's a no-brainer, I guess, there, Jojo. So, so before we move on to uh, the next song here, I do want to bring this up. I mentioned that Scorpio did that brief run in ECW in early 98. And when he came back, he came back no longer as Flash Funk but rather Too Cold Scorpio, and then eventually just Scorpio. Um, he was also, for a brief time, Terry Funk's tag partner. Terry Funk, Flash Funk, get it? And uh, the music he used during that run there was a song called Whole Lotta Groove, better known as the Cactus Jack theme. Because Jack was Funk's former partner. Um, so... You've got Too Cold Scorpio wearing a Funk U t-shirt coming out to Cactus Jack's Dude Bro Rock theme. It's a very odd sight, Jojo. Um, maybe it was karma for Bagwell coming out to his theme in WCW. Who knows, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, that just gave me a very strong, like, ECW, uh, not even, like, nostalgic, because they were still going at that point, but just, like, it was a very clear nod to, to their time in ECW, I felt. Right, right. Um, well, after that, Scorpio plugs on throughout the rest of 98 as essentially a lower card guy, uh, which leads to him joining forces with other lower card guys like Al Snow, the Blue Meanie, Gilberg, and Bob Holly to form the Job Squad with their famous catchphrase, Pin Me, Pay Me. And the Job Squad did have a theme song. This is by Doug Perkins and Steve Gumas from the Abaco Music Library. It's called Armed and Rambunctious. certainly took a left turn with this one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for sure. We went from a marathon of funk and soul and R&B and hip-hop to some good old-fashioned heavy metal shredding. Um, bit of a shock to the system, I think. Uh, but then again, this is not a Too Cold Scorpio theme or a Flash Funk theme. This is a Job Squad theme. And if you have a group of guys called the Job Squad in late 98 Attitude Era 
who are supposed to be just the bottom of the barrel dudes, then yeah, some production library generic metal music is right up their alley there, JoJo, I'd say. <laughs> For sure. It's as generic as generic gets and it, you know, it's exactly that. Like it could be the stock music in like a, or, you know, for your creator wrestler in a, in a N64 game or something like that. Just super, super generic. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, like, let's be honest here. It's not like this is the nation of domination, right? I mean, Scorpio is there, but you got Al Snow, Bob Holly, Gilberg, the Blue Meanie. Like, this is one white-ass group of guys here. Of course it's going to be metal. Yeah, and... yeah, it totally fits for sure. But it's just, like you said, it's such a, it's like a shock listening to this lined up with all the ones we just talked about. This I was like, wow, did they, was this song really this hard? I had to listen to it a second time, I'm like, okay, it's not that hard. But it's just a, 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 a very stark contrast to the, the previous ones that we listened to. Right, right. But I mean, like, it's not as if he's even being presented as Too Cold Scorpio, either. He's not being featured as a guy, as an attraction. He's not even too cold anymore. He's just Scorpio. He's just part of this group of lower car dudes. So there's no reason to give him his own funky theme anymore. Um, he's just a part of the job squad now. That's who he is at this point. Yeah, that's, I mean, it fits the gimmick perfectly. Um, but, it, you know, I would have liked to see him, you know, have a little bit more success in WWF for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is sad because the job squad really was his final hurrah in a major American promotion because he got released in February of 99 over drug problems and he went to Japan, he went to the Indies, had a couple more ECW matches, had a match or two in TNA, I think, but he was never able to get back into the spotlight, really, on American TV. Um, he did re-sign with WWE in 06, but nothing ever came of it. Um, and yeah, it, it's a shame because... WWF could have done a lot more with this guy in his prime, that's for sure. But from the get-go, he was pretty much just a go-nowhere mid-carder. So yeah, it's a it's a real bummer. Yeah, I mean his accolades aren't you know numerous, but you know you can tell that his influence is still felt by people that wrestle today. So you know influence is important too. But yeah, it is, it is a bummer to think about you know a missed opportunity for him for sure. Mm-hmm. So after leaving the WWF in 99, Scorpio goes back to Japan, uh, first to All Japan to hook up with his buddy Vader, uh, and then when the Noah exodus happens, Scorpio and Vader both go to Noah, where they end up eventually winning the GHC Tag Team titles. Uh, Scorpio's first theme in Noah is by Hammer, not MC Hammer, not by that point, he was just Hammer. This is off of the album The Funky Headhunter. This is the title track, The Funky Head Hunter. Yo, Ham, what's up, man? What's up, B-Down? Ain't nothing, man. What you think about all them fellas out there talking all that junk about you, man? Oh, you talking about them rap fools. Oh, you know how they do it, man. They talk pro-black, but they'll stab you straight in your back. But you know, traitors got to go. I can't even fade them. Yeah, so what you gonna do, man? I ought to bust them in the back of their head. back on track here with the hip-hop, I think, um, but it's not the same as before, because like with the Flash Funk theme, the tone here is not what we're used to with the old Scorpio themes. This is not a fun, good time party song, nor is it sexy. This is angry. This is aggressive. The hook of it is, bust them in the back of they head for those lies that I know that they said, and the whole song is a diss track 
against other rappers like Q-Tip, MC Search, Redman, who have all dissed Hammer. Um, in the intro, he calls them like rap fools and traitors. So the mood is a lot darker than songs like Wild Things and Whoop There It Is, that's for sure. Yeah, for sure. You know, it, it's, uh, you know, if you're used to like, you know, classic MC Hammer, the song is not what you would expect. It's like, you know, ha- MC Hammer trying to do gangster rap. Um, but, you know, maybe it says something about where Scorpio's head was at at the time, you know. Um, I think it's still a good fit. You know, they worked a little bit more heelish in Noah. Um, you know, you mentioned jumping from All Japan to Noah in the Exodus, but it wasn't that smooth. Uh, when they announced Noah, there was like, you know, message board rumors at the time that Noah actually stood for no Americans here. Um, and that, you know, all the, the foreigners were going to stay, well, had stayed with All Japan and that Noah wasn't going to have any foreigners at all. Um, now, this may not have, obviously didn't have any any teeth to it, but, you know, we were waiting for them to announce foreigners and then finally they announced Vader. Um, so, yeah, it, it wasn't, uh, you know, it's not like you see them in the promotional photos right from the beginning. Uh, so it was a little bit shocking, I remember, when they did um, get booked. Yeah, there's that famous photo of the Noah roster on the staircase and there's Masawa and Kobashi and Tawe and uh, little baby Kenta and Marafuji as well. And Scorpio and Vader aren't there because yeah. they came later. Um, and yeah, like you said, Scorpio at this point is being more of a heel because he's in a heel stable called Chaos, K-A-O-S, with Vader and Richard Slinger and Bison Smith, uh, Donovan Morgan, Michael Modest, uh, basically all the heel gaijin in Noah. Um, he was still dancing, mind you, but uh, he was now a bad guy, pretty much. Um, and that also lines up with Hammer as well, because with this album and song, he was trying to change up his image and be more hardcore and gangsta. Um, there's a line in the song that goes, I'm mackin' for the punks, tucking the junk on the tracks. The Hammer don't hurt him days are over. These are the days of the payback, payback. So this more aggressive rap song that's you know, about cutting guys down and insulting them. It definitely works for this new iteration of Scorpio, Jojo. Yeah, for sure. It's funny. I watched a match the other day of Scorpio and Vader versus Akatoshi Saito and Jun Nakayama for the tag titles. And I know they were good friends and all that, but it always just seems so jarring to me to see a dancing Too Cold Scorpio partnered up with goddamn big van vader it's just it's an odd looking tag team jojo you gotta admit that yeah i mean it's uh definitely visually a little you know surprising it gets mainly just vader right he's just so unique yeah um but you can't stop scorpio from dancing i guess and it it, you know it ended up working out um and vader does kind of do like a little like side shimmy dance-ish type of thing uh when he gets real worked up but yeah definitely um not busting out the same moves as, as Scorpio. No, no. So the final theme of the episode here is Scorpio's second Noah theme. I believe he also used it for his one ROH appearance as well. I don't know for sure who does it because there's no info about it anywhere online, but I believe it's just called Scorpio. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, get on your feet, get out of your seat, this man is about to bring you some heat, put your hands together, make some noise for Scorpio! So we're ending this with, surprise, surprise, another funky little jam here. 
And uh, this one was written for Scorpio. Um, that's pretty obvious from the jump. Ladies and gentlemen, get on your feet. Get out of your seat. This man is about to bring you some heat. Put your hands together. Make some noise for Scorpio. And there's background singers and all that stuff. Um, it's actually a bit more subdued than most of his other themes. And I wouldn't call it like fun per se. Um, it's just like a guy saying a few phrases over and over again, but it still oozes personality and that cool factor, I guess, Jojo. Yeah, I mean, it kind of reminds me of, of, like you said, a more subdued version of the WCW. Um, it fits in with the the genre that he created over his career, for sure. Um, the production's not great, as you would you know expect, but it, it's definitely a, a good final chapter, and you know, it's not so much of a, a left turn like like the job squad theme so it's a good end cap for his you know theme history mm -hmm. the thing that gets me though about this is that the guy doing like the talking i think his name is g wiz but i can't confirm it um is it just me or does that guy have a very annoying voice yeah go scorpio yeah uh, just break it down Get jiggy with it. How you like me now? What's my name? Like, he just sounds like a real goober. And I have no problem with the rest of the song at all. But that dude just rubs me the wrong way, Jojo. I, I can't lie. Are you saying that the G in G Wiz stands for goober? It might. It might. I mean, you never know with these rapper names nowadays, I guess. So. <laughs> yeah, I can't argue there. But yeah, this song is pretty hard to come by. Um, I found it on some random Google Drive, really. Um, actually, it's funny. I put this song in like the same category as Vader's theme from Noah. Who's the man? Vader! Like, that song is another one where there's no info about it anywhere, and it's pretty obscure. But I will say that I do like Vader's Noah theme a lot more than this one, Jojo. Yeah, I would agree. All right, well, those were the themes of Two Cold Scorpio. And um, at this point, what else is there to say? I mean, the guy is just a living legend, still out there wrestling at his age of 55 years old. And, and, and make no mistake, he's not what he once was, that's for sure. But when Jungle Boogie hits and he comes out, it doesn't matter. He's still Two Cold Scorpio. He still has that aura and that coolness about him, and he can still drop the bomb. Literally. I mean, he's, he's still doing these big top rope moves that at his age, he probably shouldn't be doing. But you know what? It's too cold Scorpio. As long as he can still get out there and look cool, he'll always be cool. Um, what about you, Jojo? Any final thoughts? Yeah, for sure. I mean, we talk about him having, you know, relatively limited success. But if you think about success in the terms of longevity, he's outlasted all of his peers, right? Um and many that followed him. So in that sense, I would say he's been pretty successful. For sure. For sure. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Music of the Mat. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, Jojo, thank you so much for being here again. This was a blast as always. Yeah, same here, Andrew. I really appreciate you having me and I look forward to talking to you again soon. Definitely. Definitely. Um, any plugs you want to give? Go right ahead. I mean, seeing as that it's baseball season... Uh, I would like to plug my Miami Marlins, who are now sitting at 500, as I mentioned. And uh, if you'd like to hear me or read me, uh, you know, very infrequently tweeting about them, you can follow me on Twitter at JoJo underscores runs. Okay. And Music of the Met is, of course, part of the Voices of Wrestling podcast network. You can find all the great podcasts on there at VoicesOfWrestling.com. Follow the show on Twitter at Music of the Mat. Follow me on Twitter at Andrew T. Rich. If you want to discuss this episode or other topics, you can do so at the VOW Discord. That's VoicesOfWrestling.com slash Discord. If you want to donate to the show, you can do that. Just go to VoicesOfWrestling.com slash Donate and click the big Donate button beneath the name Music of the Mat. If you donate, hey, thanks so much. You're awesome. Rate, review, subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and many other places. And once again, manscaped.com 
for all your ball shaving needs. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code MOTM. That's manscaped.com, code MOTM. Jojo, thank you again, and I'll see you around. See you later. All right, for Jojo Remy, I'm Andrew Rich, and I'll see you next time on Music of the Mat. Take care, guys. Music of the Mat is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. The songs used throughout this show are property of their respective copyright holders.